Folks, welcome into sportsbookreview.com. Thursday NFL show. What? Yes, football is in the air. We're ready to get after it tonight with the Dallas Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm Donnie Seymour along with Kyle Provides. We are the sportsbookreview.com National Football League team. It's been months, Kyle, since we left off at the Super Bowl. Live bullets going tonight. How much will it mean? Probably not much, but it's nice to see, Kyle. Football is back. It is. I got to tell you, time went by fast. Usually it's like this agonizing, like, oh, my God, when's football? Now, it seems like I just blinked my eye and boom, here we are. Of course, we have tons of content all the time that helps things move along. And as you get older and age poorly, I guess time tends to fly a little faster. But look, there are no more from here until the Super Bowl. There is not a week without football. Super excited. And I have some picks for tonight. Typically, you know, we're going to talk about this. I don't bet a lot of preseason football, but. I mean, we're going to watch the damn game, and you know it's going to be, you know, real vanilla. Boy, you got to bet the damn thing, right? So we got some picks. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'll certainly be watching for at least a quarter or two. We'll see how long I can stomach it, but I'm so excited. Football's back, baby. We were so excited. We had to move it up a day, and even when we're used to getting, you know, meetings on Friday, just the simple, hey, Kyle, there's a football show Thursday. What do you mean Thursday? Mm-hmm. Yep, we got live football because even up to like two weeks ago, Kyle, this game is usually like on a Sunday night football game. You know, yeah. basically in that whole weekend that they have, you know, up in Canton, Saturday, the induction, Sunday, the football game. They moved to Thursday, which I do like. I enjoyed the first preseason game, not for long, but just seeing the pageantry back, seeing the teams yeah. out on the field. Football is back in the air. We're in the month of August. And from here, Kyle, as you very astutely said, when we were talking off air, we're going to have football every single week right through till February. So get ready. This is what we've been waiting for. Those weekly powwows that we have. Obviously, we'll still have them, but more increasing. And once we get into regular programming here on sportsbookreview.com, come football season in September, we will be rocking and rolling. So let's take a look at the game tonight. And before we get in, as you guys see the you know, stuff that we talk about on the side here, live football, preseason football betting. We're going to get into that in just a moment. So let's go to live football and just check in on the game tonight here, the Dallas Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Obviously, it's a neutral site in Canton, Ohio. And look at the numbers here. Opening up offshore pinnacle, Kyle, minus one. Now sits at minus two at pinnacle. FanDuel here in New Jersey opened up at one and a half. That sits at two. But take a look at the totals here. Pinnacle offshore, Kyle, opened up at 34. Now sits at 32. FanDuel opened up at 32 and a half. That now sits at 32. Even some of the sports books here in Pennsylvania by me at Bet Rivers and Parks, they're showing 31 and a half. So the first outlook mm-hmm. on this game, Kyle, people can't get enough of this under right now. Woo! Yeah, well, I mean, if you look at, what is it, like the last seven or eight Hall of Fame games, yeah. I think they average about 27, 28 points, somewhere in that range. They're typically low scoring because, you know, you're not going to see the star players. The starting quarterbacks aren't going to play. The playbook's going to be real simple. It's just kind of how it is. defenses tend to be ahead of the curve on offenses when season starts. Those guys are crazy, aggressive, foaming at the mouth, ready to hit anybody. They've been practicing for weeks without being able to, you know, hit someone unless you're the, uh, that kid for Carolina who decided to rip that guy's head off. But was it Carolina? It was Carolina. Yes. Uh, but, uh, so I get the tendency to lean the under. Those are a little bit boring and, I mean, 31s in football, it's like it's 1975 all over again. We, you know, we'll hear in a few <laughs> short team weeks. team totals, we'll be, Kyle. The Chiefs routinely at 31 yeah, for themselves. Yes, exactly. That's what I was going to say. We're going to hear in a few weeks. That's going to be everybody's team total outside of, you know, like the Lions or the Texans. We'll be uh-huh. taking a lot of pain picks. But just looking at tonight's game, I think the Steelers do have a distinct advantage. And neither starting quarterback is going to play, so of course. So no Prescott, no Big Ben. 
But, you know, you look at the Steelers, it's going to be Mason Rudolph and then Dwayne Haskins. These are two guys who started NFL games before. This isn't a big deal for them. This is more of a, hey, let me prove I belong on this roster. They've done it before. They know the offense. They're familiar with the system. They're familiar with the players. And I think that goes, uh, you look at the Cowboys, it's going to be Garrett Gilbert and Ben DiNucci, our favorite, and what, Cooper Rush may play a little bit. So three bad quarterbacks and guys who aren't real good there. So I think the line's a little short on the Steelers. I actually like the Steelers. I I typically do not bet preseason football, but I couldn't help myself. I had to put a little sprinkle on it. And over at Bovada, shout out to our boy Alfonso from the MLB chat. You can find team totals. Steelers team total, 16 and a half, two touchdowns and a field goal. You've got two former starting quarterback quarterbacks playing most of the game. I think that's pretty reasonable. So for me, Steelers minus two and a half. And I also like that team total for the Steelers. Call me a sick degenerate if you will, but I put a sprinkle on both Steelers over 16 and a half. Yeah, it's an interesting one to to see what you know which way you're going to go. Because me, you know me, Kyle. I don't bet preseason. I don't even bet the first two weeks really of the yeah. NFL season outside of for entertainment purposes only, as exactly. we like to say. Week three is when I really get going. But this is always a PSA as well because we're going to talk a little bit about how to bet preseason football if you do bet it and what to look forward to. But you know we can never say this enough. A nice little PSA, and this is what we do at sportsbookreview.com. There's a lot of really good sportsbooks out there, whether they're legal sportsbooks, offshore sportsbooks. Shop around to find the best numbers because you're going to find the same thing that we preach in Major League Baseball season, the NBA, college basketball. Each book differs on their totals. How many times during the season were you saying, Kyle, because let's just leave it at an even number of a 17-team total. Let's just say the Dallas Cowboys tonight. We'll just use those fictitious numbers. The Cowboys team total is 17. There's books out there, Kyle, you can find 17 and a half if you like the under. You can find 16 and a half. You can buy alt lines down to 13 and a half, up to 21 and a half. Find some of these books that you want to get after and deposit money into that work for you. Because I know during football season and and Major League Baseball, there's really only like two sites I use because I know each and every day. I don't have to go check all those sites because I know which one is going to give me the most advantageous odds. But in football season, that's a little bit different. I routinely, Kyle, have six to seven books open on my computer because when news breaks, you could see those shifts down. And us being primarily team total betters, and yes, during the regular season, of course, we're going to be like, hey, I like this team plus three, plus seven, minus four, whatever it is. We'll get into that. But it's so key on team totals, Kyle, those breakthrough numbers, right? The 21 and a halves, the 17 and a halves, the 14 and a halves, the 28 and a halves, right? Talk about some of that heading into it here. But before we get that, because I do want to go over that in just a little bit, I still want to talk about what we're looking at tonight in the game between the Steelers and the Cowboys. Now, the prevailing notion is, and also you can find it around Twitter, it's a great medium to use, Mike Tomlin, one of the best, if not the single best, coach in preseason. It's not to say they game plan. It's not to say that, hey, you know, it translates to the regular season. Some organizations care much more about the scoreboard in preseason than other teams do. Pete Carroll's been known to bust teams up 35 to 3 in the preseason because they're always in that aggression mode. They care about closing. They care about getting a winning culture and keeping it. When how many times routinely, Kyle, when I'm growing up in the mid-90s, when Dallas Cowboys were having their run with the Emmitt Smiths of the world, they would get pasted all four preseason games and then go 13 and 3 in the regular season and win a Super Bowl. Some yeah. care about just making it to the starting line. So take a look at Tomlin's squad tonight. I do agree with the line movement here. It's not to say, hey, I know who's going to play for Pittsburgh in the second half, but if I'm going to get a full game of Dwayne Haskins, Josh Dobbs, and Mason Rudolph, now normally you would say, the hell is that? Like, you know, yeah. you wouldn't want that to start your season with, but in the preseason, Kyle, it's all about the quarterback and it's all about your backup quarterbacks to try to lead. If I'm looking at from a perspective of the Pittsburgh Steelers, who we just went over and turning it around on the Dallas Cowboys, Cooper Rush, 
Garrett Gilbert and all-world Ben DiNucci. I think the better quarterbacks are lining up tonight in this game for Pittsburgh. What are your thoughts yeah. on that? I completely agree. And doesn't yeah. Tomlin seem one of, like one of those more intense guys that does yes. want to win? And want, Mike McCarthy is kind of a more – I mean, not kind of. He is a moron <laughs> coach. He, I mean, I mean, it might be his only chance to win a game. He, he's terrible, but he's not that raw, raw, intense, motivating type guy that Tomlin is. So I could, I could see it meaning more to the Steelers. And let's not forget the Cowboys' defense is terrible. Even if they're, even if they're starting defense played, you would think there's an advantage for the Pittsburgh offense. Then you go to the backups. If you're not starting for Dallas, you're not. You know, there's a lot of rosters you're not going to make because that defense isn't very good. And, and let me preface this too. Yes, I'm giving out some picks, and no, I am not putting a lot of money on that. Do Best not treat this. Best don't treat banker. these as a full <laughs> unit bet. That's crazy to do <laughs> in the preseason. And to touch on that half a point, you, you, people see, oh, well, what's the big difference? 16 and a half to 17. That half a point is a scoring drive. A missed extra point is an entire scoring drive. I cannot tell oh, you how many overs, unders, and team totals I've lost because of a missed oh extra point i mean if it hasn't happened to you you haven't bet enough games so yes finding that half a point especially when you're in like today at bovada at 16 and a half for pittsburgh if that's 17 or 17 and a half that half a point or one point could mean an entire scoring drive so it it's way more important than you think it is uh so yeah it's very important to shop across those books but i agree i mean the quarterback advantage is exponentially in favor of pittsburgh tonight Especially when, if you're going to get, they are saying Mason Rudolph to play into the second quarter, maybe the third quarter. How many games has he started in the regular season for Pittsburgh? He's yeah. by far the more seasoned quarterback of anyone on either of these teams' rosters. And then the second one would be, you know, for all of his flaws, would be Dwayne Haskins, who started a, plenty of games as a, in his couple of years with Washington as well. So, yeah, I think the advantage is there for Pittsburgh. Don't go crazy. Don't put little Timmy's lunch on it. Don't put your mortgage on it, but I, you want you got to have a little fun somehow watching this game, right? You got to have some skin in the game. So uh, I'll go ahead and take a little sprinkle. Uh, first, I like that Steelers team total. I think they have three scoring drives in this game. I really do. And I think they win the game uh, by more than a field goal. So I'll take the uh, minus two and a half. Yeah, taking a look here at the full game, because, uh, you you know, talking about the 16 and a half and the 17 and a half, BetMGM listed at 17 and a half is the over for the Steelers, but that is juiced up at plus 130. So if you wanted to take the under, that's minus 165. Same thing for the Cowboys, 14 and a half at minus 120, the under at 14 and a half. Now, also for first half wagers, because, hey, you know, they don't offer the full menu that you're going to get on a regular season game. But in the first half, Kyle, 16 and a half here listed at BetMGM, which means two touchdowns and one field goal gets that job done. That's at minus minus 115 and I know a lot during the regular season both myself and Kyle will start looking at hey you know I like this team maybe not to cover the seven but they'll be up by a field goal at the half there's not really that same feeling here because it's preseason and it's not like hey the starters are going to be in Kyle for the first half it's not necessarily true some starters might play a series but from what we like to look at in the regular season to what we like to look in the preseason doesn't match up as well where you're saying hey I know how I'm going to get in the first half of this game I think they'll be up at the half so that surely enters into it but from the Steelers and a Cowboys perspective again leaning towards the Pittsburgh Steelers in this game I just think Tom Blue might care about it a little bit more I like the quarterback situation overall now it would be a completely different story if both of these starting lineups were in and we were full go and scheming for this game is there anything outside of like maybe a side or a total that you will be looking at in this game maybe to bet because I know you're saying you have a couple DFS looks in this game as well with maybe some guys to perform also 
Yeah, so for DFS, and it's always tough, and I've covered DFS before. I got you. You want to stack in those starting quarterbacks. I expect Gilbert and Rudolph to play, you know, at least into the second quarter, and that's going to be as much playing time as you're going to get from a lot of these players. One thing I find interesting, Tomlin is saying Najee Harris is going to play in every preseason game. They want to get him some reps, get him going. And if they're able to get into the red zone, big new power back, new toy, I think they would love to experiment with him in the red zone and get him a touchdown. So I think a Najee Harris touchdown prop isn't out out of the question. I could see that happening. I do like him in DFS as well. And then you want to start looking. I I took a couple kickers because the one thing that you know, they're not really benching their kickers. So if they do get down there, it's going to be the kicker of the Slowmans. And I forget who the Cowboys kicker is off the top of my head right now. But uh, so some of those guys I'd look at. And then those third, fourth, fifth wide receivers like the Anthony Johnsons and et cetera. Greg for the Zerline. Steelers. Greg Zerline. There you go. Legatron. How could I forget that? Legatron. Legatron. Yep. Throw those guys in your lineup. They're, when there's an opportunity, they're going to be the ones getting it. It's not going to be some backup coming to take their job. They typically, you know, your kicker's your kicker. And then, you know, they screw up. Then they bring four guys in. So. Uh, those are the B away I'd go there. But one interesting prop, Najee Harris getting a touchdown, I could see happening early in the first quarter in this game. All right. So switch around also a bet MGM here. With the, the joke of the um, Lions boost there, the Cowboys to score the first touchdown. Thank you for taking the minus 112 away and putting a plus 100 up there. Not a lot of other things like who will return the first, who, who will record, excuse me, the first score of the game, not necessarily touchdown. Minus 120 Cowboys, minus 115 Steelers. And also, what else do we have out here? I saw Race one on DraftKings. Yeah, both teams to score a touchdown plus one eighty. It was like only boosted five. It was plus one seventy five. You know, both teams could score a touchdown in the in the first yeah. half. Seven seven. There, that's not wildly out of the question. So if you're looking for some plus money, maybe that route as well. Yeah. Also, last year we didn't have any preseason games, so now we're on the schedule of having three. When for so many years there was four preseason games, yeah. it'll be interesting to see from team to team to team how they treat it. Because usually game one nobody played, game two a little bit, game three maybe a quarter and a half up to the first half, and then game four nobody played. So I want to see how some of these teams really take it into their own existence and say, you know, one, two, three, and four, or one, two, and three. How are they going to play? So we'll find out tonight. It's nice to see. And it'll be football be great in our lives, and I always get excited by Kyle, and then all of a sudden I watch, like, the first two series, and I start, like, going like this, like, what am I yeah. looking at? Why do my eyes hurt at this point? Because nobody's yeah. moving the football here. But if I had to take a wager on it, I probably would be taking the Pittsburgh Steelers tonight. And I don't see a lot of points in this one, but it is crazy to think of an NFL team or an NFL brand at around that 31-and-a-half range. But let's keep in yeah. mind, is it really, Kyle, an NFL brand tonight on this game? <laughs> no, I mean – it's it's not, but I do think the steel like again like I'm just trying to break it down. What could logically happen? And it's preseason, yeah. so like look, if if it was like hey you have to bet a thousand, I would never touch this with a ten yeah. foot pole. But throw a few bucks on just to have some fun, give you something to cheer for, at least keep you interested. Especially when you know you start getting the Ben Denucci's of the world and they're. And the Kalen Balazs are coming in for Pittsburgh and guys you've never heard of your entire life making their debut from the now defunct XFL. So it's it's hard to take it. You, you kind of want to see that stuff happen early. And don't forget, too, you could see points in this game because these aren't great quarterbacks and these aren't great players. These are backups fighting for a job. So yeah. mistakes are going to happen. Fumbles, interceptions, miss snap. You know, maybe the backup center comes in in the third quarter and snaps it over the head and it goes 30 yards back. The defense picks it up. So a lot of room for mistakes. It can kind of go both ways. I, I was tempted to take that over 31 and a half early. As yeah. I dug into it more, I got a little bit more nervous about it just because of the trends in this game. If you looked in years past, 
But I do think the Steelers get three scoring drives. And if you can get the 16 and a half, which is at Bovada, I think it was at minus 125. That 16 and a half is a sweet number, right? And someone did mention in the chat box, and you're not wrong, that teams go for two a lot more in the preseason. They go for two a lot more just in general in the regular season. So those key numbers we used to focus on, the threes, the fours, the sevens, they're a little bit different now. And now the sixes and the eights come more into play. And uh, the Steelers certainly love to go for two-point conversions. Mike Tomlin goes for two more than almost any coach in the league. <laughs> I mean, it's no just, it just for no reason. It's a fact. Like, you can never draft the Steelers kicker or stream them in, in fantasy football. You just never do it. It's just a huge mistake. But I think Mason Rudolph and Haskins can leave some drives against a subpar defense. 16.5, I love that number. Anytime you get a 16.5 and, and it's not that 17.5, which is a dangerous number to take for all the reasons we explained, I think it's fair. So sprinkle 16.5. Sprinkled Steelers, I think they do win the game as well. Yeah, betting in the preseason. I mean, you can do some homework and find some advantages there, particularly with coaches just talking, say, hey, what are we going to do? Well, our starters are going for the first half of the game. You know, here's our quarterback list. Here's who's going to get the rotation. This guy's going to get the third quarter. This guy's going to get the fourth quarter. You can find some added advantages, but keep in mind as well, those added advantages don't always add up, Kyle. How many times have we seen this from a preseason game? Take a look. I'm just going to use my Philadelphia Eagles. You know, they come out in the first quarter and say, hey, uh, Jalen Hurts or Carson Wentz, whoever, Randall Cunningham is going to play the entire first half tonight. They get the ball first, Kyle. Seven plays, 82 yards and a touchdown. You know what the coach does? Great job, boys. Rest of the night off is yours. And you go, wait a second. You yeah. told me you're going to play the whole first half here. Now you got Bill Belichick playing Tom Brady for the first half. And, you know, Donovan McNabb is already on the bench on the other side here in a preseason yeah. game, let's just say 10 years ago. You can always fall into that trap. So, you know, bet with a little bit of caution in this. But there is information that you get during the preseason that typically you don't get in the regular season. They're not giving you up-to-date injury information, not telling you, hey, this guy's going to get a package in the third quarter. Watch out for this player at wide receiver. You get some of those details. So betting in the preseason – can be profitable, but I really don't weigh into those waters that much. So yeah. leaving it off with a game tonight, it's nice to have it back. I won't be participating. I will be watching, taking notes, say, hey, you know, maybe this young rookie looks good. But keep in mind, there's a lot more football to be played over the summer and also yeah. heading into the first weeks of September. Some updates here on the list. Wentz and Nelson updates for the Indianapolis Colts. Two players, same injury, 5 to 12 weeks. Could be devastating, but also at the time, Kyle, it could also show some value here on the Indianapolis Colts team. Totals dipping from those nine and a halfs down to eight and a halfs here. And I got to tell you, if Wentz and Nelson are out four weeks into the regular season, that's not going to be a good look because if they don't make a move for a backup quarterback or at least a veteran backup quarterback, that is a tough slate for the Colts to start out with. They might not even be, you know, even with Wentz and Nelson, a 500 start at two and two isn't a bad thing considering those first five games. Two at home right off the bat, then three tough road games all on the road. One of the yeah. tougher schedules to start out in the NFL. So any missed time out of those two could be a detriment, but they do have the late bye week in the season coming, you know, four games left to play. That is always nice where you get that added rest where maybe a team that you're playing hasn't had their bye week in six or seven weeks where you can make up some of that ground. If you get good prognosis on both of those players, Scott, what I mean by that is let's just say Wentz had the surgery already, which he did on Monday. Nelson's going to get, I believe, today or tomorrow. Yeah. And in the rehab process over the next two weeks, it, damn, look at Wentz. Like, remember when Joel Embiid went down with the meniscus? It's like, wait a second. Mm-hmm. Guy's out here balling out. Did he really get hurt? If Wentz looks good or you get those like, hey, you know what? We're being cautious here. That might tip the scales on some of these betting here, Kyle, in the preseason with the Indianapolis Colts throughout the season itself. 
Yeah, and the Quentin Nelson one's a big one because when you think of the Colts and what they do well, it's a terrific, if not the best offensive line in football and a really good young running back who had a terrific rookie year in Jonathan yeah. Taylor. And you really expected them to lean on them, especially early on with Wentz recovering. And, you know, maybe it's Jacob Eason or, you know, who the hell up? Maybe they trade for Nick Foles or I know some people mentioned Gardner Minshew or. You know, that ain't uh, happening on that. I one. mean, but they did. like a backup quarterback. Like, like my question to you also is that tough start to the season. He's Frank Wright saying all the right thing. Hey, this is Jacob Eason. He's going to learn. Like you can't, he can't start the season. Kyle, no, can he? He, you can't, you can't do it, but they need to make a move now. I mean, yeah. they got to get the guy ready. You can't just bring the veteran in, you know, four days before and say, Hey, Joe Flacco, go out there. I mean, would it be funny if it was Joe, Joe Flacco? Joe. But he's busy competing for a pick. job out there in Philly right now. So, uh, <laughs> yep. according to Nick Seriati, he's, com- he's competing for a job out there. Uh, the Colts. Yeah. Elijah, if Andrew Luck said, I'll consider a comeback. I haven't heard that. I haven't read anything no. about Andrew Luck. Maybe that would save them, but I doubt it. I don't think he wants to come back. But uh, I have to just stay away from the Colts. I do agree there could be some value, and if everyone's healthy, I do think they're a good team. But it really is all predicated on how long is Wentz out? And Quentin Nelson's an important piece of that team. That running game is such an important part of that team. And the offensive line, especially if you're bringing in a young – if you're starting – if you start Eason, a young backup quarterback, you want to protect him at all costs. And that is, they play what five playoff teams or four playoff teams in the first five weeks from last Incredible. year. Incredible! It's a tough, yeah. it's a tough start to the season. You go one and four, one and five, then and you are holding the bucket on an over eight and a half wins. You might feel a little bit concerned, even with the extra week later on in the year. So I'll stay away from the Colts. Uh, maybe if you start getting some good news, as you touched on, on Wentz or Nelson here in the next few weeks, where maybe they only miss one or two games to start the season, which is still mathematically possible those injuries uh that's the only way i would do it but for now you got to stay away from the calls that quentin nelson one's a big one for me yeah take a look at the titans now minus we, we were jockeying back and forth like a slight use it was a slight lead for the colts here like that plus 100 plus 105 number and then the titans right behind it but now we're seeing the titans go out to a minus 135 to win the afc south kyle and also the yeah. indianapolis colts now at a plus 175 there is value in that of buying low because how many times do we go back and forth on will aaron Rodgers be back with green bay and if you thought all along like i did that he would come back. Mm-hmm. He had a nice little bonus in there over the past two weeks where, hey, he's probably going to retire. All of a sudden, they're not the favorites. Now go back to the heavy favorites in that division, or excuse me, in the central division, from the NFC North, excuse me, in the uh, on that division. So now you're looking at the Green Bay Packers, 145 as a favorite when they were like plus 150 at the time when, quote, right. unquote, Rodgers was going to retire. There we go. Yeah, give me credit for that. Because I'm wrong yeah. on so many things, so she I'll just it. keep on saying this all, all and year You were hell-bent on it. You were absolutely right. You even told me, what the hell are you talking about? And I was like, no way he does it. <laughs> well, look look who's the idiot now. It's me. There yep. we go. <laughs> yeah, hey, that's the right place and the right time for you, Kyle. That's so it. get used to it this year, right? Always having that's a lot right. of fun. And now how about this? So you see the Went, Went and Nelson updates here. We're going to slide this down for Phil. Not Phil Mickelson, Philip Rivers. Now, sometimes we like to go, I don't want to say rants, but just on like, say, now, let's get this straight here, all right? You say you're open to a comeback, which to me, Kyle says, well, why did you retire from a good football team? But I only want to go back to playing if you're going to be a Super Bowl contender and you lost your starting quarterback in December. So, Kyle, my initial thought is this. Okay, Rivers says he wants back in. It doesn't make sense. I actually thought he meant, Kyle, like, hey, Indy, call me. 
you know, I'm still in good shape from last year. You need me for the first two games of the season. That's about all I can give you here. Maybe we'll split between the Seahawks game and the Rams game at home. Then I'll ride back off into the sunset. Carson Wentz is back. We'll have fun. But he actually sounded like he said, any team in the NFL, call me as if if Tom Brady goes down for the Buccaneers, he's going to step in and lead them to a Super Bowl. I thought it was hilarious the way it read out because I actually thought it was Colts based saying, I got you for the first week of the season, the first two weeks. If you need me, I got it. But he's legitimately saying, like, I'm going to coach, but I'm going to throw on the side, and then I'm going to come back in and win a Super Bowl late in the season after not playing for a new organization, Kyle. Like, he's going to parachute in on a Tuesday and then play on a Sunday like he's got it? Come on now. With all those physical gifts that he has, all that that speed and arm strength, he's just ready to rock and roll. Yeah, he's trying to channel what it was. What was it? Roger Clemens used to do that crap, right, late in his career. He'd come in like, ah. Yep. Let me Pay know me in a August. million for the last month, and I'll play yeah, for you. Yeah, like yeah. Hit me up late on. August, and uh, I'll come join in. And look, I, I guarantee you there's teams. That, and it was kind of funny. He's like, look, I wouldn't have made weight if I had to come. So he's not even close to in shape. It's not yeah. like this guy's this guy's arm was falling off anyways. I yeah. love Phillip Rivers. He's one of the most intense competitors in the league. He'll play hurt. He'll play through anything. He talks a bunch of trash without swearing. It's it's True. almost a that's you know, he's still. like a preacher. He's got 47 kids. So he might just have to come back at the end of the year so he can feed those damn kids. He's got 350 of them. He's raising an entire offensive line at home. Uh, but I bet you there's going to be teams that are – I mean, think about it. Kansas City – Mahomes goes down in December. You don't think Andy Reid's reaching out to Phillip Rivers? Uh, Tom Brady, I think the Buccaneers, I mean, look, they wouldn't have to change their system all that much. It's another older guy, not a ton of arm strength, sort of a – you know, uh, decision-based type of offense. So he'd fit in there with all those weapons. Uh, you, are you telling me if something happens to Aaron Rodgers, maybe the Green Bay Packers wouldn't give him a call? Uh, I could see a lot of teams wanting to make that call. Uh, Philip Rivers, hey, he's just doing it right. He, he's trying to get himself a million bucks late in this year. He knows he needs it. He's got 30, 350 kids. He's going to have to pay imagine for the alum, Imagine if he gets divorced, the alimony and the child Ooh. support there. God, he'll be playing until he's 50 years old in the NFL, right? He needs to hold on for dear life no matter what she does. Just wait till those kids are 18. I mean, did you see, like, Dr. Dre has to give his ex-wife 300 grand a month. Oh, a month. My. Tax-free. A Tax-free. Month. Not, yep, not tax even tax. Free. Like, tax-free, yes. Oh, my God. And then his oldest daughter's like, well, I'm living in my car. What the hell, Dad? <laughs> That's crazy. Help her brother out over here. Come on. She's. They told him. I, I read the article just for fun. He said, "Look, you talked about your dad on TV and to the media, so we won't give you a penny." I'm like, "Damn, that's oh, cold blooded." Yeah, While well, the ex-wife's getting three hundred k a month, yikes! But yeah, uh, yeah it, it'll right be now. interesting to see how it, how it uh, works out. Another team to keep an eye on. Matthew Stafford's been known to be injured. The Rams yeah. are expected to have a great year. It wouldn't shock me, you know. Southern California, Philip. Why did he retire, Kyle? Like that's what. Like why? What is he talking about now? Like I, if you I, I still just, have like the inch, the inkling. Like I'll come back. Why didn't you just play this year? Because somebody would have paid you twenty five million bucks. Yeah, it's the Brett Favre syndrome, right? You think you're yeah. done. You think you're can't done, and then yeah, you just can't. And plus, he's got nine kids at home. Why the hell would he want to be at home? Oh man, oh, I want to spend more time kids? with my family. He's been home a couple months. Oh. Hey, yo, NFL, help me yeah. out here. I'd take a job at the grocery store to get the way get away from nine kids. What the hell are we talking about? That is craziness. But I, I mean, a team like the Rams, if Matthew Stafford, who is known to have his injuries, and yes, he's a tough guy and plays through them, and that's a tough defensive division. That's a tough division in general. Matthew Stafford happened. That would make a ton of sense. He played his whole career in Southern California, of course, the last few years in LA. It'd be an easy transition for him. Wouldn't have to move. Wouldn't have to do anything. Yep. Knows the city. 
So maybe the Ram, keep an eye on the Rams and Matthew Stafford. If he goes down, I couldn't. I don't even know who the backup for the Rams is. I, I honest to God, couldn't tell you right now. Uh, he played so, in the. Uh, he's slipping my mind right now, but the kid played. The young kid played and in, uh, in the playoffs, didn't he? Oh, that's right. Uh, what what was his day? He was name? going to play in the playoffs. Locker? He played in the last couple games of the season. Yeah, it's it's slipping my mind what right now. I'm gonna name? hold on. I'm gonna find. Yeah, somebody in the chat box will probably get it before I bring it up here. But let me go to the Rams. We wanted him to right start. Now. We wanted him Walford. Was it? Was it yeah, Walford? Walford? Jake Walford. Let me see. That's John it. Walford. John, John Walford. Yep. There you yeah, go. Because we yeah. wanted him yep. over Jared Goff in the playoff game, if I remember right. We're like, come on, and give he got, us John. Yeah, he Walford. got blasted in the game, didn't he? If yeah, I remember. he got blasted and Knocked they had to bring Goff in. That's right. To bring Goff in. Yes. Wow. I remember so, that yeah. I bet that as a team total where Akers ended up going wild in that game. Yeah. But I remember when he went out, I basically had like my palm in my hand. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, because how many times last year with the Rams? Like, boy, this Rams team total is so nice if they didn't have Jared Goff. Yeah, exactly. Now we get it with the Lions. Like, holy moly. Yeah. That's going to be bad. That is going to be bad. I'm, I'm telling you, the Rams, Philip Rivers and the Rams, something happens to Stafford. That's probably the one I yeah. would circle. If there's like a futures bet on that, that'd be one that I would. I would. I'm sure uh, the Rams have Philip Rivers on speed dial right now. It's pretty crazy stuff here. Let's keep moving here down the list. Super Bowl matchup odds here. And just looking on the FanDuel Sportsbook, you can match up and get a pretty big price. If you forget about the winner, just picking the matchup here. The favorite overall, chalk, chalk, right? Kansas City Chiefs versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That is a 12 to 1 price, followed by the Kansas City Chiefs and the Green Bay Packers at 21 to 1, which I do like because I'm very high on the Packers, Kyle. Again, not because I like the Packers and they're a tough football program or, or, or squad. It's because of the division they play in. They're going to have an added advantage and a bonus to probably get home field advantage throughout in the NFC playoffs. So they deserve to be a little bit higher. So if I'm looking at a little bit more of a deep shot, not just to say like we're joking, you know, Philadelphia Eagles and you know the Houston Texans are going to match up with the Super Bowl for a nice 1,000 to 1 price. I get it. Yeah, but if I'm yeah. looking at something a little bit farther down the list, 37 to 1, Kyle, here on the FanDuel Sportsbook, the Bills versus the Packers in the Super Bowl. I'm hot because I'm trying to take out the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Because look, injuries are a part of the game. Maybe they can't keep it together. Maybe they're not as dominant as we thought they were. And maybe the Bills take that next step and matching them up with the Packers is a 31, seven to one price at this point. Looking down that list here for a Super Bowl matchup, what are some thoughts you have here? Well, a couple. Let's. Uh, I mean, I'm a 49ers fan. I'm going to sound a little homery here, but the 49ers they stay healthy. They have a legitimate chance to win that conference. Mm -hmm. Plus, uh, 42 to one. Uh, Bills, 49ers, you know, you, I think we'd all agree we'd probably have the Bills as the second best team, them or Baltimore. Now, quick, real quick camp. on the 49ers for you, Kyle. Yeah. Does this, like, if you're looking for them, is this saying Jimmy Garoppolo is going to play and play he well? Because does your stance change, even if they're playing well and they do a two-attack by low, like, hey, now's the time to hand it off to the young gun here. You're like, no, man, give me the vet. Because I think if Jimmy plays really well in that offense, and I'm not even talking about, Kyle, uh, 45 touchdowns and 10 picks. I'm talking like, He's open, make the pass. They're a good offense. Yeah, it, what he needs to do is just stay healthy. If Jimmy Garoppolo yes. stays healthy, they win games. I mean, the, his record speaks for itself. He's not Dine. He's not Mahomes. He's not Rodgers. He's not, you know, the second coming of Michael Vick or Randall Cunningham. But he wins games in the 49ers offense. Shanahan and that running game and the way they run that offense, especially now with all these receivers they're bringing in, you know, Samuel, hopefully he's healthy again. Ayuk, Kittle, of course, Mostert in that running game. 42 to 1 Bills 49ers. Now, if we want to get yeah. real crazy, I'm trying, I've been looking down here at these 130 to 1 plus type ones, trying to find, <laughs> can I find Deep two shots. teams, yeah, sure. two teams who have a legitimate shot to make the playoffs? That's all you're really looking for here, right? To get in the yep. dance and you got a shot. And I know everyone's a little bit down on Pittsburgh. We're going to see them tonight, but Pittsburgh still, oh, the motorcycle, my neighbor's Harley is nice. fired up. 
today, so there's always something happening here on TV. But the 49ers at 130, 49ers and the Steelers, the Steelers still a high pedigree team. I know people are down on. They were what 13 and 0 last year before they finally yeah. lost. They were a bit of a fraud, and we know that offensive line. They had to rebuild it. They brought in Najee Harris. The defense should still be solid. We know they have a good coach. They have a veteran quarterback who's won before. 130 to 1, 49ers versus the Steelers. I, when I look down at that list, those are when you start getting way down there. I mean, now we're around, you know, the Ravens and the Bears. Do we expect the Bears to make the playoffs? Probably not. Bills, Falcons. Do we expect the Falcons to make the playoffs? Probably yeah. not. But there's a there's a legitimate shot that both the Steelers and the 49ers make the playoffs. 130 to 1. That would be the deep deep shot I would take there. Yeah, it's interesting stuff, and it's a lot of ways down because you're right. The NFL more than any other season. You know, one injury can derail the entire thing. So if you pick correctly one of those dogs that get hot and sort of line it up where you don't have to go through the big guys. Look what, hey, maybe another knee injury there for Patrick Mahomes. That foot injury still lingers throughout the season. That's a top dog that you're looking for, that if Kansas City is not on that top line, big prices are going to follow in behind them there. Let's talk some passing props here, and certainly from a young guy in Trevor Lawrence. These are nice because over the past couple of years, you know, you don't really get all these prop bets, but now more legal sports books, offshore, inshore, wherever you're shopping at, you get some pretty fun numbers to look at. So I always like to look at Trevor Lawrence because of the rookie quarterbacks, Kyle, he's probably most likely that no matter what happens during the regular season, they're not putting Gardner Minshew in. As much as Minshew thinks he can play and maybe if Lawrence struggles, like, hey, coach, you know, Kurt Meyer, put me in. It doesn't make any sense for the Jacksonville Jaguars to play anybody else but Trevor Lawrence for a full 17-game slate. So if we take a look at the numbers that we're looking at, it sounds daunting. But keep in mind also, they're a bad football team. They're going to be losing the you know, majority of their games this year. If they have a winning record, that would be astounding. And Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer may be way better than even what they thought they could possibly be. So let's take a look if he stays healthy for a full 17 games and they're losing the majority of the games, which means in the fourth quarter they will be passing. That 4150 number turns into, Kyle, 244 yards per game, which isn't a huge number. It's not a light number. But in today's NFL, you want to find out what you have in Trevor Lawrence. Do you think Urban Meyer's coming in this year? Hey, you know, Trevor, we're going to let you throw 20 times a game, keep it on the ground, keep it close to the vest. Absolutely not. Kid's going to be rolling out and throwing darts all over the place. So if you're looking for roughly 250 yards per game, if he stays healthy, that is certainly doable here. And if he doesn't throw for 240 yards a game and plays all 17 games, are we starting to scratch our head and be like, hey, man, maybe he wasn't the Uh end-all, be-all. Because as a quarterback prospect over the past 10, 15 years, he's one of the best we've seen. He's got it all. He should be able to throw for 250 a game here, Kyle. I completely agree, and you touched on it beautifully. They're going to be behind. Their defense is no good. They didn't do a whole lot to rebuild that defense. They're going to be giving up points. We have the extra game. It kind of, I think back to Joe Burrow last year, I could see a scenario very, very similar. Yeah, the Bengals had a good running back, just like the Jaguars do in Robinson with Joe Mixon, et cetera, but they were still throwing 50 times a game with that kid, and hey, the Jags have decent weapons on the outside. Of course, they drafted Travis Etienne, LaVisca Chenault, uh, DJ Chark on the outside. They have weapons and receivers. They're going to be behind in games. I, As long as he stays healthy, if he's able to play and start all 17 games, I think this is a number he gets by pretty easily. People see the 4150 and go, whoa, that's a lot of yards in football. Got to remember, there's an extra game this year. There's one more game. If he's not throwing for two, if he any game that Trevor Lawrence throws for less than 244 yards, the Jaguars are being absolutely blown Smoked. out. They're going to have to throw a lot. Uh, so I think that's a really reasonable number. I, My first inclination is to take the over there. 
No, my, me as well, because you're looking at a guy, and again, this look, guys get injured all the time in the NFL. But the only way that the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to have the are going to be a successful franchise over the next decade is if Trevor Lawrence is your quarterback, and you have to let him sink or swim in all aspects. If they're getting blown out twenty-eight to three in the fourth quarter, it makes no sense to be like, let's see what Gardner Minshew can do here. No, no, no. You let the young kid play, and you let yeah. him play as much as he can over seventeen weeks, and also keep in mind. There's probably not going to be any time in the season where you say, hey, well, he's going to sit out week 17 because the Jaguars have the top overall seed wrapped up already (laughs) heading into the playoffs. So I don't think we're worrying all that much about that. All right, let's get into some final thoughts here on the show. And it wraps in right around where maybe we think the 49ers, what they will and won't do in the regular season this year. Because if it's up to, I thought it was just kind of odd in the offseason. The 49ers are built to win right now. They go out to a you know lower-level Division One quarterback. And I'm not saying Trey Lance isn't talented or won't be talented or won't be an unbelievably good football player. But we know the window in the NFL sometimes is short with a win-now team. Jimmy Garoppolo coming into the season healthy now. They spent a lot of capital getting this kid. So there is going to be a push, maybe not so much from the front office, but certainly the fan base. Hey, we want to see this Lance kid. And even if it starts off well for the 49ers, Kyle, I don't know, 2-1, and 3-1 and one over the first four weeks, you're still going to be clamoring for packages for Trey Lance getting in the game. So my question is, a lot of the times we see the overhypedness of a player that you want to try to build a trade market for. You know, all you see is out there, you know, Shanahan, look, Garoppolo has never looked better out here. I don't know what you guys are talking about. He's going to play all 17 games. So immediately that raises that flag a little bit saying, okay, look, mm-hmm. I know he's probably looking good and he may be even more dialed into the offseason than usual because he knows they drafted somebody to take his job. I get that. But in order for the San Francisco 49ers, Kyle, to have championship aspirations, this has to be a red shirt year for me for Trey Lance. If you move Jimmy Garoppolo before the season, yeah, you're going to find that we have in Trey Lance. But I think those Super Bowl aspirations are pretty much up in smoke at that point. Yeah, and Kyle Shanahan's too smart. He's one of the smartest minds in football. John Lynch, they're, they're not trading Jimmy Garoppolo before. The, 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 the offer would have to be astronomical for them to consider. Jimmy Garoppolo is their guy. He's already proven he can take them to the Super Bowl. The problem, the reason they drafted Trey Lance is Jimmy Garoppolo can't stay healthy. But as long as he's healthy, I don't even if he's not playing great, I, I don't see a scenario where they rush Trey Lance in. I just don't see it. Garoppolo stays healthy. The 49ers will win. They'll be right in it till the end of it. Absolutely, in my opinion, zero chance, especially this late. Now that you've already started your offseason program preseason. Yeah. There's just there's just no way. And with that huge contract, teams are starting to fill their roster. Who could even afford it if they wanted to? Uh, no, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be a 49er. Is going to be a 49er all year. And as long as he's healthy, he'll be the starting quarterback. Kyle Shanahan, way too smart. And they're going to take this. They're going to take that approach that the Chiefs took with Mahomes, that the 49ers took with Kaepernick, that the Packers took with Aaron Rodgers, that the Titans took with Steve McNair back in the day. Uh, you know, you'll, you, I, I, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. As long as he's healthy, we'll start every single game. I don't think you see Trey Lance, but more than maybe a kneel down or a Hail Mary at the end of the game. Yeah, we're seeing like a couple passes. I and mean, we know the kid's talented here, but if you want to win this year, no surprise because you get him a year under your belt, Trey Lance. Then you cut loose Jimmy Garoppolo and say, okay, the kid's been in the NFL. He's been in the system a year. He's going to be much more comfortable heading to the next training camp, getting all the first team reps, not just a tenth of the first team reps. And I think that'll make a lot of sense here. Let's wrap it up here on a Thursday because we got football coming up in just a yeah. few hours tonight that we can sit back and watch the Dallas Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers. A lot of fun stuff here. We did bump up the show to Thursday. Now we're going to resume our normally 
regular scheduled program on Fridays to have these little powwows. But we had the first NFL show we needed this, or excuse me, the first NFL preseason game. We had to bump the show up, see if we can go back and forth, find some advantages, tell us, tell you guys our thoughts on how to bet the preseason, how to bet this football game, what to look forward to. So another nice week here, Kyle, on our football powwow. And as I said, we will be back next Friday once again. And before you know it, Kyle, it's going to be September. We're going to be kicking off football, live bullets, full game breakdowns. And I know you guys enjoyed it very much last year. The support is wonderful here across the networks. Hit that subscribe button. Turn that notification bell on because you're going to want to get in here live when we do those NFL shows coming up in September, particularly on Sundays right before kickoff. I'm Donnie Seymour for Kyle Provines. We are the sportsbookreview.com NFL team. And this was your Thursday NFL show. Good luck on those wagers tonight.